0: Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition is entitled How to Successfully Argue. Remember Mikhail Gorbachev? He was the eighth and last leader of the Soviet Union, General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union from 1985 until 1991. Gorbachev said, it is better to discuss things to argue and engage in polemics than make perfidious plans of mutual destruction. Of course, we all enjoy a unique communication style, but Gorbachev seems to be advocating a non-combative stance. Having been married for well over 50 years, I think that I can claim to be an expert on argument. If you ask those few of my remaining friends, they will tell you that I can argue about anything. People avoid me at parties. My spouse has noticed that as a sign of their great respect, most don't even invite me to their parties anymore. You too can be as effective. Here are some simple rules. First, remain calm. There are many ways to achieve calmness. Beer, liquor, and pot, for example. Even if you get passionate about your point, you must stay cool and in command of your emotions. If you lose your temper, you lose. A key factor for success in any debate is the terminology employed and redirecting it to your advantage. Politicians tend to perfect this technique. Someone asks them a point-blank question like, Why did you murder your wife? And without missing a beat, the politician replies, Good question. Precisely what should we do about gun control? And off he goes in another direction while his wife lies bleeding on the floor. This is called reframing the question. So if your spouse says to you, why did you forget to wash the dishes or take out the garbage or anything else, you calmly reply. Excellent question. Why do some husbands get so preoccupied when they happily daydream about how joyful their marriages are? Remember to use the term joyful. Do not use the word boring. Another technique is to try to employ meaningless yet weighty words and phrases. If your opponent has no idea what you're saying, you're off to the races. Some of my favorites are vis-a-vis, quid pro quo, per se, and ipso facto. Notice that they are all Latin, which I studied in high school. In fact, anything in a foreign language is good. Say to your opponent, that sounds like Phi Beta Kappa to me, and then give him or her a gentle nudge. If you like verbs, you might say yo soy, tu es el nosotros somos, and so on until you have conjugated the entire Spanish verb. To really cause trouble, use irregular verbs. Latin declinations are fine also. If you remember from your studies, there are six cases. Nominative, genitive, dative, accusative, vocative, and ablative. Your opponent will be baffled. Throw in a little eg and ie for illustrations. If you are an old altar boy like me, you can really have some fun. Yet another effective technique to employ when your opponent says something provocative is a snappy yet irrelevant comeback. Here's an example. The liberal suggests to his opponent, You, sir, have been out of the country for 30 years. How do you know what's happening here on the domestic scene? The conservative counters with, You're begging the question. The liberal then says, You're being defensive. But the conservative replies, don't compare apples to oranges. The liberal shouts, what are the parameters? Thus, neither comprehend what the other is saying, but together, almost in a chorus, they say, define your terms. I have observed that some timid types may not be inclined to argue. For these introverts, I recommend drinking some booze to help loosen up. I've observed at parties that those who drink a lot of booze seem to be much more inclined to argue, which leads to my next technique. Simply make things up. Use facts as evidence for your position. Facts are hard to refute, so gather some pertinent data before the argument starts. Surveys, statistics, quotes from relevant people, and results are useful arguments to deploy in support of your case. The key to making things up is to provide credibility by citing a reliable source. Let's say your opponent sounds compelling and strong. You merely look at him with contempt and say, According to UN Resolution 4533689, passed in the General Assembly April 1st, unanimously, by the way, your assertion is clearly wrong. He will be forced to place his tail between his legs and to leave the room. Or you could say something like, If you recall, a panel of experts in the field said exactly what I'm saying at last year's annual conference in Shanghai. I rest my case. If somebody asks you to cite your specific source as opposed to a panel of experts, just make it up. Say, my material is derived from the collected works of Pablo Neruda, whom I studied extensively as a Ph. student at Oxford University. Any other questions? Your inquisitor is fried. Don't forget to ask questions. If you ask the right questions, you stay in control of the discussion and make your opponent scramble for answers. Ask questions that challenge his point. For example, say, what evidence do you have for that claim? Also, you can ask hypothetical questions that extrapolate a trend. This will give your opponent difficulty. Say, what would happen if everybody did that? Another useful type of question is one that calmly provokes your foe, such as, What is it about this that makes you so angry? Your opponent will say, I'm not angry. You should simply smile. At any time during your argument, appeal to higher values and worthy motives that are hard to disagree with. Say, shouldn't we all be working to make the world better and safer for our children? This may have nothing to do with your argument, but it gives you an immediate advantage. Be prepared to concede a good point. Don't argue every point for the sake of it. If your adversary makes a valid point, then agree, but outweigh it with a different argument. This makes you look reasonable. You could say, I agree with you that prison does not reform prisoners. That is generally true, but prison still acts effectively as a deterrent and a punishment. This is called the yes-but technique. Yes, you might be right, but really, In the bigger picture you are wrong. I like to use my heavy ammunition last, but it's important to be subtle. Your opponent is clearly winning the argument, so you say, hmm, that sounds suspiciously a lot like Adolf Hitler to me, and I notice you're sporting a pencil mustache. This tactic never fails even with women. George W. Bush and Tony Blair used it all the time in international diplomacy, and look how well they are respected. Study and use these techniques, and like me, you'll be invited to fewer and fewer parties. I see that as a win-win scenario. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach Podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.